Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, uh, before we jump in, I want to celebrate because we love celebrating uh, what is happening here, what God is doing, and we just, we love to celebrate people. Uh, normally we would celebrate things like people giving their life to Christ, or like last week if you were here, we had four people baptized in water. That was awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, we love celebrating uh, that sort of thing. But we love celebrating uh, people as well. And, uh, and we have someone who is very just behind the scenes. You don't probably know that, that uh, she is behind the scenes so much, like literally uh, behind a screen of some sort. And she's always giving shout outs to people on our Facebook and social media groups. But, but I just want to give a shout out to her because, again, she's always behind the scenes and people don't necessarily know. But, uh, but Olivia Williams is our kind of social media coordinator. Yeah, and she does an amazing job. Because in today's society and culture, uh, online, whether it's through social media or our website, that's the new front door to the church. Um, many guests that come in have already visited us. They've just visited us online, either watched our live stream or, or they've seen uh, something get put out there. But, but Olivia, you are absolutely crushing it. Uh, so you get to have this orange crush. Here you go. Enjoy that. Uh, get, all, get all sugared up so you can praise Jesus harder. Yeah. And thank you so much for all that you do to make us look awesome. Uh, on online, um, yeah, we love celebrating uh, people here at, at our church. So if you want to get involved and serve, it's fun, and we you get you get an orange crush every now and then, and uh, and so hey, we've got plenty of areas for you to get involved and get and get plugged in. Um, but hey, anybody ever seen anything weird before? Silly question, right? Uh, it, it's it's getting close to Halloween. We're really close, so there's probably a lot of weird stuff that you're seeing out there. Um, if you just go to Walmart, um, you're gonna see. A lot of weird stuff and a lot of weird people. Um, and they, remember, they need Jesus, okay? So, so don't get whatever uh, about them. Just, just share Jesus with them. Uh, but there's a lot of weird stuff. I, I think probably the weirdest stuff I've ever seen, uh, honestly, has just has been in church growing up. Especially if you've, if you've grown up Pentecostal and you, you've probably seen some really crazy stuff uh, growing up uh, in, in the church. There's some weird stuff uh, that, that has happened. I, I heard this pastor share uh, recently uh, he was talking about how he heard this weird, he called it prophetic, but here's the, we got to be careful with what we call prophetic, I'm just throwing this out here, because um, if someone's saying, I got a, I got a word from the Lord, and, and God just wants to bless you, well, well, that's great, that's true, that's facts, that's not necessarily prophetic, okay, you know what I'm saying? We tend to call things prophetic that aren't really prophetic. And just a side note, there's some things that God may share with you and say to you that aren't necessarily for everybody else, okay? That might just be specifically for you. We got to use discernment with the gifts and the things that God is doing in, in our life. Just that's just a side note. That's extra for you uh, today. But but he he said this guy. Shared, so this was more like just a word that someone gave. So so this pastor uh, was I guess preaching on Santa Claus for some reason. I, I don't know why. I would rather just preach on Jesus. But you know whatever different strokes for different folks. And and so he's preaching on Jesus for, or, or not Jesus uh, Santa Claus for some reason. And so this word came forth afterwards, and it said something along the lines of, thus saith the Lord. See, right there, it, it, again, you can't just put thus saith the Lord on something and call it prophetic. But anyway, this person said, thus saith the Lord, lay off Santa Claus, he's a good man, he's doing a good work. Only in the Pentecostal church, only in America, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know what that's all about. So let's just be careful with what we call God and the Holy Spirit, right? Maybe you've seen some interesting things uh, growing up. I remember this one lady. Um, she would get slain in the spirit. And by the way, that doesn't mean someone died. Um, that's just some language that maybe you don't understand. That, that's just simply the power of God 
uh, came on some money, and they, and, and they, in the Holy Spirit, fainted, okay? Um, and it's, it's normal. It's, you can't, we got a, a, a human body that we can't control what God does when he hits us. But this lady would get slain in the Spirit, and she'd fall out, and as they laid her down, um, she would fix her hair as soon as she hit, hit the ground. There's just some red flags uh, going on there. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, we show grace to people, and maybe, maybe it was the Holy Spirit. Maybe I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that. It was, it was different, okay? Um, Ted was just sharing uh, with us in, in the green room before service how he remembered um, his, his son growing up. I'd seen this lady just got the Holy Ghost, and she started running around the church. And, and, uh, and, and he said his son said, I knew that was real because she was wearing flip-flops, and she was closing her eyes the whole time. And she came around the corner from that pew, and she cleared it, no problem. So I know that that was real. Um, so, <laughs> you know, many of us grew up with Jericho marches and stuff like that. You know, people, you know, just a line, like a conga line, Holy Spirit conga going around the room. Uh, which, you know, that, that's... Again, however the Holy Spirit moves, we, we're free. Uh, we don't want to be weird, but we, you know, we're free to whatever God wants to do. I've always, I'm always interested, though, in the Jericho march because in the, in the Bible, where that comes from, they, the people were told to march around Jericho so many times, right? So the walls fell down. I don't want the church to fall down, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to make fun of anything. I'm just saying there's some interesting things that maybe you grew up uh, seeing. Um, you know, I've seen people, they're, they're shouting hallelujah, speaking in tongues in the service, and then they're cussing in the parking lot on the way out. Again, some red flags coming up for me with that. I've seen pastors on stage shouting and praising Jesus, and then the next minute get upset and slam a microphone down in anger. I've seen that happen. Uh, yeah, I've seen the dents in the microphone. I, again, I just I don't know what to think about some of that. Certainly, sister so-and-so gets a spirit, starts doing the helicopter spin, right? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost just hits us, and sometimes I heard a comedian, comedian one time, you get the Holy Spirit, and you just, you don't know what you'd be doing sometimes, you know? And, and that might be true. Uh, certainly, we have all some funny stories and some interesting things that we have seen um, growing up. And again, I'm all about freedom. Uh, that is one thing that a lot of people have said they, they love about our church is they come in and they, they feel like they are free uh, to worship God and, and that we give room for the Holy Spirit to move. Uh, but because there has been some weird things out there and some interesting, there can be a lot of confusion about the Holy Spirit. There's, there's people confused. And, and honestly, with churches that seem to leave out that aspect of church and the Holy Spirit, um, which is very sad because that is the power of God is what changes our lives. And we absolutely need that. We want that here. Listen, if we don't have that here, we, we just close the doors because we're not doing it right. Um, and, and I'm just saying that because it's, it's the truth. Um, so let, let's do two things. Let, let's give freedom for the Holy Spirit to move in your life and in this place. But let's not be weird. Can we, got, can we do that? All right, awesome. Let's do that. Um, and and we'll, be, we'll be all right, I think. But, um, but, but, man, but think, people think some of it's kind of strange and, and weird, especially if you don't understand it. Oftentimes we are afraid of what we don't understand. Um, that's just with anything, right? And, and so people don't understand. They think we're just a bunch of pew jumping, snake handling, you know, weirdos, right? If the snakes come out, I'm going to be the first one out the door, just letting you know. I don't do snakes, right? And I know there's some churches in the backwoods somewhere that, that which that's a whole other thing. But um, we don't do that here, so you can relax a little bit. <laughs> um, oftentimes, again, churches don't make room for the power and presence of God. And uh, we have to have that. Francis Chan said it like this, the church becomes irrelevant when it becomes purely a human creation. 
It becomes a club. It becomes a social club. Everybody's just hanging out. And, and we can do a lot of great things without having the Holy Spirit, without the power of God, without God altogether. We can do a lot of great things. We can, we can do a lot of humanitarian efforts, and we can do great things in the community. We can build a name uh, uh, for TLC and in the community, and we can do a lot of great things. And we can come together and hang out and, and have fellowship and, 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 and raise up a bunch of money for different things. We can do that apart from God, and that should scare the poop out of us. We don't want that. We, don't want, we absolutely need God. We need his power and presence. And as long as I'm here, we're going to seek after that. Amen? So maybe today, maybe today, maybe you came in and you have some questions, maybe even some doubts about the Holy Spirit, um, uh, what that is, what that means. Who is the Holy Spirit? Maybe, um, maybe today you're dealing with some stuff in your life that you, you just can't seem to get rid of or let go of. You need The Holy Spirit empowers us. To, to work through those things in, in our life. Maybe today you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is a gift from God that will empower you, that will, will empower you to do His work, but also empower you to win this life that He has given you. And we absolutely uh, need it uh, today. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to go through a series called Ghost. Simply understanding and working through who is the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Ghost? What does that mean for you and I? Many of you may have seen uh, this DIY sign. It says, um, the only ghost that lives here is the Holy Ghost. You guys seen that? I love that sign. That's so awesome. Um, and and we, we have a lot of people in our neighborhood. They've decorated for Halloween. And, and like I'm like, dude, like it's getting crazy now. There's like blow-ups, you know, inflatables. And this one guy's got projection on the wall to music. And I mean, my kids, they're like, ooh, ah, because it's lights and stuff. But it's like, you know... And, and we, we do fall, so, you know, we have some, some nice, friendly little scarecrows on the, on the front porch, and, and Haley's got a nice little wreath on, on the, and we, she, has a, she has a tree, a fall tree, so it's, it's one of our Christmas trees that she decorates with fall, and, and I don't care, however she wants to do things, I don't care, I'll get down whatever she wants, you know, I don't care, but what I do love is that we already have one tree set up, all we gotta do is change the decorations on it for Christmas, and it's awesome, so yay, that's, that works for me, that's one less thing I've got to get down, you know, um, and so we, we've kind of decorated for fall. So our kids are like, Dad, this was the other day. Dad, Dad, why don't we have some Halloween decorations and some ghosts? And so I said, I said, baby, we don't, we don't do that here. I said, we just don't. And, and of course, they're inquisitive. They're like, why? I said, well, that, that's stuff that just really doesn't please God. You know, that, that's, I said, I, honestly, I, I pulled a, a Bobby Boucher from the water boy. I pulled his mom. I said, because that's the devil, Right. I said, because we don't, we don't do that here. I said, the only ghost that lives here is the Holy Ghost. And uh, I love that I get to be able to say that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, yeah. So, so we want to help you understand. Not just understand, but then experience the Holy Spirit in this place. Amen? And, and so throughout this series, we're going to work through some questions. If you have questions, um, you can text them to me or just simply ask me after service. And, and I'll try my best to, to work through that with you. Uh, but, but today is part one, and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in us. You can turn to Romans chapter 8 if you have a Bible or some device with the Bible on it. Romans chapter 8. And let's visit the person of the Holy Spirit today. I want you to understand it. I want you to experience the Holy Spirit. It's a gift that God has given us. When Jesus ascended to heaven, before he left, he said, I'm going I'm to send you the great comfort. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you this, this power that's going to help you continue the work that I've been doing. And it's still for us today. As many believe that it's not, but it absolutely is. And we want to help you understand that today. So Romans chapter 8. 
We're going to start in verse 1 and go through verse 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Aren't you thankful for that? No condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for this day. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit that empowers us. It empowers us to live. It empowers us to be the people you're calling us to be. It empowers us to reach the people that that don't know you. It empowers us, God, to do your work here on earth. So, Father, I pray that today we gain a better understanding of the Holy Spirit. If there's those that came in with questions and doubts and and, 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 and need a better understanding, God, I pray that you would speak to them. God, if there's those that just need a fresh uh, feeling of your power and your presence today, God, uh, we just ask that you move in this place. Speak to us. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing we need to understand is that the Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, it's not a force. It's not some energy field. It's not the force, you know, like from Star Wars, you know. Uh, it's not, it's, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. Uh, we're not talking about a force of electricity. Yes, the Holy Spirit is powerful. Right? The, the Bible tells us that, the, that, that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, that, that we receive power. Not power to do, like, tricks and cool things, but power to be his witnesses is what what it says, but, but it, is, it is powerful, but it is personal. It is powerful, but it is personal. It's the third part of, of the Trinity. God is, there's one true God, but he's three parts, Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit. And maybe today you're thinking, like, that sounds weird. How is it one but three parts? And I would just simply say, hey, just pick up a bottle of water, and you got one thing that's made up of multiple parts. Uh, it, 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 is, it is possible. We, we see God as, as God the, the Father, and, and he takes care of us, and he provides for us. He sent his son, Jesus, to die for us and to take our place and to remove the sins in, in, in our life, to be our Savior and our Redeemer, and, and, and we are empowered by his Spirit uh, to fight because we've got this flesh and this sinful nature that wants to do contrary to what God wants you to do, and we need the Holy Spirit to empower us in that way. If you've ever traveled, maybe you've gone to another country um, and, and you've seen there's different uh, cathedrals or these really old ancient churches. Um, we went to Guatemala last summer and we went in one of these, I think it was like 100 years old, um, something like that, or maybe even more. And, and anytime you go in those, I've been in a few in other countries, anytime you go in those, uh, th there's all this ornate um, detail to the church. Haley actually just was in the one in, uh, in New York. Not even another country, but in, what was it, St. Patrick's? Is that what? And, and everything is ornate, and it's pink, and it's beautiful, and there's all these statues, and, and all these different things. But, but oftentimes, they burn candles 
in, in those cathedrals. And so sometimes if they don't keep it up, uh, the smoke from that can, can kind of cover up some of that beauty. And so, for instance, at the, um, um, the one in, uh, in the Vatican City, the Sistine Chapel, uh, we have the famous painter Michelangelo, not the Ninja Turtle. Young people, I'm not talking about uh, Ninja Turtle. But the painter Michelangelo, he has this famous work of, you know, the, the Last Judgment there um, up on the ceiling uh, in this cathedral. And it's just his beautiful artwork that he has on, on display. But, but for years, for centuries, with all the candles, the, the smoke had, had kind of covered up all that beauty. And it became dull and, and, and dark. And so uh, eventually they cleaned it and restored it to its original beauty so that people could, could see that. And what I want to do today is, is I want us to kind of take off some of the, the covering and, 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 and take off some of the, the confusion even and, and, and really just bring back to life the Holy Spirit. Um, we are unashamedly Pentecostal here in this church, and, and we absolutely uh, believe in the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So I want to uncover that for you today because I want you to understand it and experience it in your life. Understand how he works, who he is, uh, what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's look at the Holy Spirit in us today. Um, it doesn't get the appropriate amount of time that, that it needs. We, we get God the Father. Again, we, we get, even if you maybe didn't have a great relationship with your father growing up, we, we still get that, that, that God the Father, uh, he's the creator of all things. He's our provider. Um, he's, our, he's our healer. And, 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 and we understand that. We, we, we get God the Son again. Um, oh, holy night. When the stars, you know, we get that. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. He came uh, in flesh. Uh, to come and, and live this life and die for our sins. We understand Jesus, but the Holy Spirit oftentimes is not easily comprehended. And that's okay, all right? That, that, that's okay because some of the early church, some of the early Christians didn't get it either. It was completely brand new to them. They, they, they were experiencing something new that no one else had really ever experienced before. In Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2, it says, While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. He said, no, they replied. We haven't heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So maybe there's some of you today, maybe you've heard that term, and maybe you haven't, maybe you don't know the Holy Spirit, and maybe you haven't experienced that uh, in your life. I want to help you with that uh, today. The next thing we need to understand is the Holy Spirit is best understood when experienced. We can talk about it, we can explain it, but it's never sufficient to just describe it. You need to experience it. It's like being a parent for the first time or being a grandparent. Like many people have talked about it and they tell you how great it is, but you don't fully really understand it until you become a parent or you become a grandparent. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. We can talk about it, we can tell you how great it is, but until you actually experience the power and presence of God, it's hard to understand. So I want you to understand it, but also experience it. So again, over the next few weeks, we're going to remove some of those layers that have clouded what it is to understand the Holy Spirit and experience it. Because the Holy Spirit is a vital part of Christian living. We need it. You don't need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to be saved, but you need it to stay saved. You need it to stay. You need it when you're facing uh, some, some battles in your life. You need it when you're, you're facing temptations in your life. You need that empowering of the Holy Spirit. You need it to be the person that God is calling you to be. You need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 9 
says, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. We've been given power over sin. We've been given power over temptations. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It, It helps us to fight that. Because our flesh wants to do one thing. And Paul talks about this too. Our flesh wants to do one thing. And it's contrary to what God wants you to do. But our spirit empowers us to fight that. Let's consider what it means to have the Holy Spirit in us, with us, and through us. The third thing we need to know is the Holy Spirit brings freedom. We read it a minute ago. Now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. No condemnation. That's incredibly freeing for us, isn't it? To know that in Jesus there's no condemnations. To know that, man, we've got some mistakes in our life and in our past, and there's some things that we've done, but there is no condemnation in Christ. We we are forgiven. We are forgiven. We we have been set free by the power of Jesus. Amen. And there's to, to say there's no condemnation in Jesus. That's incredibly freeing. But there's so many people that live a life with things that, that are condemning to them. Lives that are full of guilt, lives that are full of regret, lives with statements of saying, Man, I, I just I wish I would have done that differently. I, I wish I wouldn't have messed things up with this person. I wish I could go back in time and, and I wish I could do some things differently. And there's many people that, that they live constantly with that mindset and constantly with, with those thoughts. And, they could, and what really they're doing is they're, they're rear view living. You can't drive a car when you're looking through the rear view. You're going to wreck. Same thing in your life. You can't drive your life by looking in that rear view mirror at the past. Past is a past, it's done. And if you accept Jesus into your life, he will redeem you of your past. I believe he will restore wasted years in your life. And the Holy Spirit will empower you to understand that so that you can look forward to the things that he has for you. Freedom starts with forgiveness. Freedom starts with forgiveness. The Spirit draws us to Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 3 tells us that. But you have to choose to accept his forgiveness and then live as forgiven people. Romans 8, 5, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. The mind, there's a battle in our minds. Oftentimes before we make a decision or or choose to do something, there's this battle that's taking place in, in our minds. Romans 12 tells us to be renewed in our minds. We do that with the Holy Spirit, with the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Sin doesn't have to have power over you. It doesn't have to have the, the, the same Holy Spirit who drew you to Christ, it lives in you to help you overcome things that want to steal your freedom. So stop getting tripped up by those things. Stop revisiting that stuff. Stop going back to those same things that you know you're trying to get over and get past. Stop going back to your past. Stop going back to those things because you have been forgiven. We walk in forgiveness by living in repentance. Repentance is is simply a word that means that we turn from all that stuff. We turn our attention now. We turn our thoughts now to God and not those things. We, you know, I've known so many people that they've struggled with things in their life. They've struggled with sins and, and with, with, with some things. And, and I'm, just, I'm just trying to get past this. They sincerely want to get free. And it's like, I just, so let's say it's just alcohol. And they, they have a problem uh, with, with drinking. They're alcoholic. And, and they're just like, man, I, I just, I got to stop drinking. 
I gotta stop drinking. I really want this drink and I gotta stop. I gotta stop. And so all they're doing is thinking about drinking. And no wonder they keep returning to that and revisiting. Start setting your mind on the things of God and, and start declaring His word over your life. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I, my flesh does want uh, to drink. I have that desire. But you know what? I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. And, and declaring that word over your life, there's no condemnation. I, even though I want to do this, I, I want the Holy Spirit now to empower me and start putting our mind on the things of God and live in repentance. And then the freedom that that is offered to us, it's sustained by the Holy Spirit. It, it keeps us free by living in the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit, living our lives in the Spirit. It's one thing to know you've been set free. It's another thing to live and walk in that understanding. The enemy of your soul understands the power of a person living in the freedom. So that's why he wants to try everything against you. Everything. So, so here's how he works. He'll try to undermine God's credibility. We see that right in Genesis with Adam and Eve. He told them, oh, God said that you would die. You would come to know good. He said, you will not surely die. Try to twist the word of God. So that's what he's going to do in your life. He's going to try to get you to, 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 to justify the things that you have going on. He, he tries to make it hard to live a Christian life. He tries to confuse with, with false teaching. He tries to cause division in the body of Christ. Tries to get you to trust yourself more than God. Hey, I, I can get through this. I don't, I don't need any help. I can get through this. Ephesians 6.18, pray in the Spirit at all times. It doesn't say just pray in the Spirit when you're in church. Don't, don't just pray in the Spirit when you're feeling an attack from the enemy. Pray in the Spirit at all times. Again, make us aware of your presence. All the time. Make us aware of... Your presence. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers ever. Why? Because there is an enemy that's after you. Why? Because God wants to use you for His purposes and for His glory. And we're only going to be able to do that with the Spirit's empowerment in our lives. Freedom is strengthened by your daily experiences with the Spirit. Man, the, the, you read... Uh, in the early church, there were multiple times when they sought after God and multiple times where they were filled with the Holy Spirit all over again. Keep seeking that. Keep, keep, be, keep asking God to fill you with His power. And it's because when we do His work and when we, when we fight off uh, the enemy and we're, we're trying to fight off all these temptations and we're going through life, we can easily uh, uh, spend and deplete that in our lives. So we've got to continue to be filled with His power and His presence. We see the early church, again, do that many times. Your daily experience in the Spirit gives you an understanding of God. He, he will reveal things to you. He will speak to you. I'm not saying that you're going to predict the future and know the future, but, but he's gonna, you're going to be walking through Walmart, and, and, and if you will let him use you, he's going to speak to you, and the Holy Spirit's going to prompt you and say, hey, this person's going through something in their life. You need to go pray for them. He, the Holy Spirit will empower you to do his work, and it will reveal things to you, things that are only between you God. 1 Corinthians 2.10 But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Your daily experience in the Spirit gives you enlightenment to the Scriptures. If you will read your Bible uh, with, with a Spirit-empowered mind and, and heart and life, it will illuminate God's Word so much more. Then you just going to version on your Bible app and just reading what they send you. 
You know what I'm saying? That's great, and that's a great starting place. But man, ask God. Seek the Holy Spirit as you're reading his word. Holy Spirit, just reveal your word to me. Holy, Holy Spirit, I want to understand this word. I want, I want it to be uh, used in my life. I don't want to just read this just to know it. I want to be able to live it and use it. In my, and the Holy Spirit will reveal things and illuminate things in God's word to you. You guys cool? Everybody following along? You guys are really quiet. Hopefully you're soaking it in, and that's what that is. John 16, 13, where the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Your daily experience in the Spirit gives you the opportunity to connect with a community of faith. We see this in the early church in Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47. We see where, where all the believers, they came together, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing meals and to prayer. And a deep sense of awe came over them. And the apostles performed many miracle signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold property. They, they put all their resources together so that they could go out and do ministry. And, and then it says that, 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 that people were being saved. It says that each day that the Lord added to their fellowship, those were being saved. The, the church was growing and it was growing. And it wasn't growing because they were following some other church model. It, it wasn't growing because of anything other than that they were just being filled by the Holy Spirit and doing God's work in unity. Having a church family, it frees us from the pressure of, of serving Jesus alone. We need each other. We are better together. We, we need each other to come alongside each other because you're going to go through things sometimes and I'm going to go through things sometimes and we need to come together and pray for each other and, and encourage and sometimes correct each other right? in the right way. If you let somebody, you need that in your life too. But we need that. We need that to stay saved. And it's the Holy Spirit that brings us together in unity. It's not just about speaking in tongues. It's not just about being slain in the Spirit. It's not just about getting the goosebumps. Those things are great. And those things will happen. But there's so much more to the Holy Spirit than what we talk about or what we realize. The next thing you need to understand is this. That the Holy Spirit brings peace. How many of you need peace? Come on. We, we need, there's all kinds of things going on in our life. We need peace. And the Holy Spirit brings peace. And this is good news because, again, many of you raise your hand. You need peace. Romans 8, 6 through 8. Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. And that's why those who are still under the control of the sinful nature can never please God. Everyone is looking for peace of mind these days. We got life, we got families, we got bills, we got jobs, we got all these things, and everyone's looking for peace of mind. And people will do anything to get peace of mind. They'll spend anything to get peace of mind. They'll go anywhere to get peace of mind. But having true peace, having true peace comes from the Holy Spirit. So who or what is occupying your mind? Who or what is occupying your mind? The space in, in your mind. But whatever space you uh, give to God, in that space you'll have peace. Whatever space that God has eliminated from, you're probably not going to have peace. Instead, you're probably going to have some fear. So what, who or what is controlling your thoughts and occupying the space in, in your mind? There's several things in life that attempt to steal 
our peace of mind. These are peace thieves, right? So recognize them and, and get them out, right? Uncontrollable circumstances. Things that frustrate us and we can't control. That'll steal your peace, right? Yeah? Getting stuck in traffic. That'll steal your peace. There's an accident. There's something beyond your control that has now backed you up, made you late, right? And you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything about it. We live in Plant City. We got a bajillion train tracks everywhere. You know you're going to get stuck by a train. And there's nothing you can do about it. Even if you try to do a U-turn and go a different way, that, that's not going to save you any time. But many of us do that because we think, oh, well, at least I'm doing something, you know. <laughs> that's me, guilty. But you get stuck. But we can't control that, and that drives us crazy, right? Delayed flights. That'll drive you crazy, trying to get somewhere. I'm just, I'm just trying to get home, man. Never fails on a mission trip. We're always delayed by something. You know, just trying to get home. I just want to see my family. Stuck in this airport. There's no Wi-Fi's down. My phone's dead. You know. A coworker that has a bad attitude. Can't control what other people do. You can only control how you respond in those moments. And we do that best with the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Another thing that will steal your peace is unchangeable people. It's interesting how resistant some people are to change. They're just stuck in their ways. They're not willing to change. How many of you have ever tried to change a person? Right? We can't do that. Right? We, we, can't we can encourage them. We can give them advice. We can pray for them. But we can't change people. Only God can do that. But that's frustrating because we see potential in people. We see what they could be doing, or at least what they should be doing, and they're not doing it. And I, uh, many of you and parents in the room, you feel that frustration, right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. I, I'm not trying to pick on you. Don't frustrate your parents, okay? Just listen. I'm just saying. I love you guys. I love that y'all sit up front. Yeah. Another thing, though, see your piece, unanticipated problems. Didn't see it coming, wasn't in the plan, wasn't in your schedule. And this happens all the time. It's just a part of life, right? And it's frustrating. It'll steal your peace. So how does the Holy Spirit bring peace? The Holy Spirit helps you accept what you can't control. Because many of us, we have a hard time. We don't, we don't want to accept it. I can't control this. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm mad. I'm about to be late. My boss is going to rip me a new one, right? You know what I'm saying? And so, so we have a hard time letting go of that. Here's the deal. Many of us were probably already late to begin with. But many of us have a hard time letting go. So the Holy Spirit will help you accept what you can't control. John 14, 26 and 27. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This is Jesus talking here. My peace I give to you. Even when the world is troubled and your heart is troubled, God can bring you peace through his spirit. You ever met someone, it seems like, uh, you know, everything seems to be crashing around them, but they're, they're still happy? Like, what is that? What is going on? You know, what, what is that? How are you doing that, you know? It's not them. It's the Holy Spirit. They're probably a believer and they're probably filled with the Holy Spirit. 
you can do that too. The Holy Spirit helps you trust God's loving care. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. We, we live in a fallen world, right? We live in a fallen world. We have our own faults and we have a foe. We have an enemy that is absolutely against us. So all of these three truths lead to we live in a world that is not problem free. Right? You can't say Akuna Matata and, and, and just go on happy, you know, Akuna Matata. Um, you, you, can't, you, you need the Holy Spirit to bring peace into your life. So trust in God, even when things are falling apart, even when things aren't going the way you think. Trust in God. Welcome the Holy Spirit to help develop a trust in Him even more. When your mind's telling you otherwise, when circumstances are telling you otherwise, tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps you surrender to God's control. One of the reasons why some people don't have peace of mind that comes from the Spirit is that they're actually fighting against God. God's wanting to do something in their life. God's wanting to do something new. God's wanting to do something fresh. God is wanting to change them and, and renew them and restore them, and they're fighting against that. Some of us are fighting against God, and we think it's the enemy, though. We think, oh, I'm just, I'm just I'm going through an attack. I'm going, uh, the devil's up against me. But God is actually wanting to take you through that very thing so that he can grow something in you and produce something in you so that he can do something with you. Some of you, you're just fighting against God. Sometimes we're just stubborn and we just want to do it our way. Let's just be honest. All right, that's probably the majority of us. We're just stubborn. We want to do things our way. Psalms 119, 165. Those who love your instruction have great peace and do not stumble. How many times do we stumble and, and, and we go through something and we get frustrated and say, God, where are you? I wonder how many times God laughs at that sometimes. Because if you're in that moment and you live back, all right, well, how much have I been praying this week? How much, how much have I been encouraged in God's word this week? Well, I read it Sunday when the pastor said, open your Bible. I read it then, so like, that counts, right? No, not really. How many times do we blame things on God when we go through things? Here, here's it. I probably showed this before, but it's such a great illustration. And, uh, man, we, 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 we love to be under God's protection, we, uh, and, and I don't believe in luck, so this is, okay, just by the way, uh, open it inside. Um, we love to be under God's protection, right? We, we love to be under his presence and his power. I heard one pastor say, get under the spout where the glory comes out. Amen, right? We, we love to be under that, and, and we want that. But there's times when we, we walk away. This umbrella is no good over here, right? I'm going to get this ball head wet without this umbrella. But, but if I'm under it, it works best that way, right? God's the same way. When you, so many times we think God's the one that moved. God doesn't change. He doesn't move. It's us oftentimes that move out from under his blessing. It's oftentimes us that move out from under his protection. It's oftentimes us that, that move out away from his will and what he wants to do in our lives. But we get frustrated and we tend to like to blame God because that's what our flesh does. It wants justice and it wants to blame everything but ourselves, right? Anyway. I'll just move on from that point. When we live in obedience to God rather than struggle against him, we will have peace in our hearts and live in his protection. The Holy Spirit brings fellowship. The Holy Spirit also brings fellowship. Consider the Trinity. God himself is relational. He created you to be relational. God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're all working together as one in 
unity. They have fellowship with each other. They're intimately related to each other, and they act cooperatively. In 2 Corinthians 13, 14, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So what does the fellowship of the Spirit mean? It means that the Holy Spirit wants friendship. The Holy Spirit wants connection. The Holy Spirit wants to live inside of you. He is a catalyst for helping us understand that God is not some distant deity. In fact, that's one uh, distinguishing uh, thing that, that separates Christianity from all the other religions, is that we have God that has come to us. All the other religions, you have someone's trying to earn grace. They're trying to earn salvation. They're trying to earn uh, e eternity, whatever that looks like for them. But Christianity stands apart in that God has come to us. He wants fellowship. He wants, he wants communion with you. And the Holy Spirit helps you understand that. The Holy Spirit helps you connect with God. He helps you. He's personal. He's intimate. Um, he, he helps connect you with God's purposes. Genesis 1, 1 through 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The, whole, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surfaces of the waters. God has always been at work to be involved in relationship with us. At creation, God breathed um, the breath of life, His Spirit, into Adam. To start relationship with humanity. At the cross, Jesus died so we would be forgiven and in right relationship uh, with God the Father. He's now preparing a place in heaven for us so that we can be eternally in relationship with him. Even when we're not aware, he's already been making plans and working on bringing us to him. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit involves sharing our lives in communion with him. It's not just meant to be a Sunday thing. It's not just meant to be uh, right here in, in the four walls of the church. It's opening the deepest parts of our, our person, our thoughts, our motives, our feelings, attitudes, decisions, futures, fears, passions. To influence the direction of God and what he wants to take you in. The fellowship helps us to avoid the sins against the spirit. And those are described in scripture as envy, jealousy, selfish ambitions, uh, sexual immorality. It develops character in us so that we reflect the heart of God, so that we reflect what's called fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control. I'm so thankful our kids' ministry are learning that right now. If you didn't know that, they're learning about the fruits of the Spirit. Parents, you're getting handouts, at least you should be. I've seen them floating around. That, that they're like little devotionals for you to talk with your kids about those fruits of the Spirit. What, what a great thing uh, that you can have to kind of have a conversation with your kids about what they're learning over there. Do that. But those are fruits. Of, the fellowship with the Spirit helps us to, to operate in those things. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Again, we get God the Father, creator, provider, healer. We get God the Son, our Savior and our Redeemer. And we must live in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to empower you. Empower you against the, those things your flesh wants to do. The Holy Spirit is, is to empower you to, to carry out the things God wants you to carry out in your life. A life in the Spirit includes benefits and includes blessings. But there's much more than just a few signs and a few gifts of manifestation of the Spirit. Again, it's so much more than just speaking in tongues and, 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 and feeling, you know, feeling His power and experiencing it in that way. It's so much more 
than that. In Luke eleven thirteen, Jesus said, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And that's really all you have to do is ask him. God, will you fill me with your Holy Spirit? God, will you give me this gift of the Holy Spirit? There, there, there's, there, there's different uh, ways of looking at this. When, when you receive Christ into your life, you, you receive his, his Spirit into your life. But there's a whole other aspect of the Holy Spirit, of being empowered and being infilled, overflowed with his power and his presence in, in your life. And that's what we need to learn to uh, receive. That's what we need to learn to walk in. That's what we learn, need to learn to be empowered with in our lives. And, and sometimes we saw in scriptures where people would accept Christ into their life and it would all happen all at once. I, I've seen it happen uh, in, in, in our day and time that way. But, but I know there's some people that have experienced it differently. We saw that earlier when we read the scripture where the people didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. I don't want that for you. I want you to know about the Holy Spirit. I want you to experience it. I want you to encounter it. God wants to empower you with his Holy Spirit today. I want you to go ahead and stand up with me this morning. So I invite you. I invite you today. Open up your heart to the Holy Spirit, to who he is, to what he wants to do in your life today. Invite him in. Invite him into your life. I would even ask you now, with hands lifted high and, and, and heads bowed and eyes closed, let's just focus on God for a few moments and what he wants to do in this place. And, and I would just simply, if, if you have not received the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you, you've not uh, understood what that means and you like that, I would just simply encourage you, just lift your hands and, and begin to focus on God and who he is and his goodness in your life. And begin to ask him, welcome and say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Make it so complicated. We focus so much on the tongues and we focus so much on, on all those extra things that are great. But just simply focus on God. Ask him. Ask for the Holy Spirit to come into your life today, to have fellowship with you. He's not going to force his way in, but he will come if you invite him in. When life feels like it's out of order, in Psalms 104.30, when you send your spirit, life is created and you renew the face of the ground. If life feels dry, Ezekiel 37.14, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle in your own land. If life feels overwhelming, Romans 8.26, in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us groans. Today, will you invite the Holy Spirit into your life and into your heart? Come on, begin to lift him up. Begin to seek him. Begin to ask him, Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. God, send your Holy Spirit into my life today. Whatever it is you may be struggling with, surrender that to him. Lift that up. It may not necessarily be sin, it just may be things that you're going through in your life and you don't have that peace. Ask Him. Say, God, will you give me your Holy Spirit? God, will you give me the peace that comes through your Spirit? God, will you give me the understanding that comes through your Holy Spirit today? God, fill, Lord. Fill this room with your presence, God. Fill these lives with the power of your Holy Spirit today, God, so that we can live empowered for you, God. Do it, Lord. Move, stir in this place right here.
right now. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.